You are about to listen to a segment from the Freedom's Disciple podcast exclusive to The Blaze. If you like it, please subscribe for free on SoundCloud, iTunes or Google Play Music. And a new show is released every Saturday at noon Eastern. Or you can get more information if you go to www.freedomsdisciple.com. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. I hope to, I really hope um, you've enjoyed today's show. Um, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for all your support, for all your kind messages, for checking out a show on The Blaze from a crazy Irish guy who just loves and respects your nation so much. The reason I chose the first two stories, Martin Treptow and Thomas Paine, was because it's about the individual. But for this last story, and to finish out the show, I want to share a story about an individual. But for me, this story isn't about the individuals. That they made a difference. It's about one phrase, making a difference. And it's a story that some of you may have heard before and some of you may not. It's June 10th, 1987. It's a couple of days before what history will remember as one of the greatest speeches. And what Europe will remember as one of the most influential speeches in European history. And there's a president, you might have heard of him, Ronald Reagan. And as any president does, the inner workings of the White House are very interesting to say, no matter who's president, Democrat or Republican, are always very interesting. Because a president, regardless of who you are, can't just go out and say anything they want. Especially when you're giving a speech at the Brandenburg Gate. So as you can imagine, if you just close your eyes and imagine a White House, and a White House staff, you know, your chief speechwriter, then you have all the generals around, some who you know today, some who you don't. And they're all trying to say, the speechwriter might want to say something, and Ronald Reagan will want to say something, but, you know, the, the generals will have their twist on it, and eventually it all comes together in the speech and then the president gives a speech and hopefully policy is brought along and a principle is adhered to and the world becomes a better place. But for this speech, this speech is something different. Because this speech has a hidden story in it. See, Ronald Reagan was a man filled with convictions. Ronald Reagan was a man filled with principles. He knew what he had to say at the Brandenburg Gate. You see, we today in 2016, the world, whether you're American, whether you're Irish, whether you're European, whether you're Chinese, you all know the famous phrase uttered that day. As Mr. Reagan, as he, as he had that steel grit in his eyes, and as he turned and said to the audience, Mr. President, tear down this wall. 
It's a phrase we all take for granted today. It's a great phrase. Even if you know nothing else what Ronald Reagan spoke about in that great speech. And by the way, if you haven't ever read his whole speech or watched it, I would strongly encourage you. I'm guessing you can watch it somewhere. I have a, I have a transcript of it. and it's, it's a wonderful speech because of what he talks about. And he makes so many eloquent points in that speech. But that line nearly didn't happen. And dare I say it, with a lesser president, probably wouldn't have. You see, to politicians and to, to elites who hang around D.C. and to one general in particular, Colin Powell, that was a bit provo- provocative. You know, you don't make incredible statements like that because, well, you'd provoke people. And you're kind of hanging your your success or failure on on a speech. Do you really want to do that? And there was an internal battle. And every time President Reagan would get a transcript of the speech, he would see that that phrase had been removed. And he would keep inserting it back in. Mr. President, tear down this wall. And each time he got a new draft, as it circulated between the speechwriters and the generals, the advisors, that line would be removed. Even to the day, June 12th, as he's flying into Germany, and he's in the motorcade and he's looking over the final draft he notices tear down this wall isn't included and he turns to his advisors and say I said I wanted it in there a lesser president a lesser man might have felt well these generals know more than I do they've been around the block A lesser man might have said, "Ah, tear down this wall, there's four words, what difference can it make? You know, do I really want to fight with my general over four little words? After all, who'll listen? What difference would it make, to quote one of your other famous politicians? And yet it made it into that speech. Because Ronald Reagan was a man of conviction. And it's a speech that everyone knows. Whether you know anything else that was discussed that day. You all know. Tear down this wall. And guess what happened? Within a couple of years the wall was down. If you get nothing from today's show, by one thing, this is what I want you to get from this show. And I, and I hope the stories that I have shared to you today with you have given you something to think about. I apologize, I'm not the best storyteller, but I am trying to improve. You can make a difference. That's the one thing I want you to get from this show. You have a purpose in this life. 
And everything you do and say matters. Now you might think, but John, I'm no private in World War II. I'm no Martin Treptow. Or I haven't got the the written skills and the ideas and the vision that Thomas Paine had. And I can't deliver a line like Ronald Reagan, nor do I have the position to do so. I'm just a normal person with no influence. I can't make the influence that any of those men made. To you I say this. You might not make the influence that everyone sees. You might never appear on YouTube. You might never appear on radio shows or TV shows. And your your name may not be known. But you do make a difference. Everything you do makes a difference. In your community, you can make a difference. In your family, you can make a difference. In your church, you can make a difference. Never, ever, ever underestimate the power of freedom, the power of love, and the power of passion. They can overcome a lot of obstacles. You can make a difference. I want to finish today's show by asking my friends on the right a favor. We finish this show here the same way each and every week. Because I get told all the time there are no heroes. I'm seeing a lot of my friends post a meme online. And that you've seen them all, you've seen them, there's many variations, but it's mocking and belittling the kids of today. Of how when you were growing up, people were, were storming the beaches of Normandy or, or fighting the Viet Cong. And that kids today, all they want is a safe space and free education. And we always put forward these ideas. I would ask my friends on the right to really reconsider this. I know, I am blessed to know many heroes. I am also blessed to know many heroes under the age of 30. I'm blessed to know some of the men and women who serve your wonderful nation in different capacities and who have served. And who would serve again. Age is only a number. I don't care whether you're two or 102. You can make a difference. I don't care whether you're two or 102. It doesn't mean you understand freedom any more than anyone else. It's about empowering people. I am blessed to see so many people serve America in different capacities. 
You know, when I hear people saying to me, John, there's just no heroes in today's society. There's no Superman or, you know, even the comics have gone dark where you have Batman versus Superman. I really wish I could tell them, go talk to so-and-so or go talk to this person or go talk to that person. I see heroes all the time. I know of them. I know of heroes who serve in the Middle East right now as we speak. I know of people and have contact with people who are in the IDF. I have friends who are in the police. Including our Blaze colleague, Sheriff Clark. I have people who I know who are in the firefighters. They're firefighters. I don't know how they do what they do. In this divided world where we base everything on politics. They don't care. They just run into a burning building to save you. Some are 17, 18, 19, 20. Some are 30, some are 40, some are 50. They're all heroes. What they do, age doesn't matter. The next time someone says to you, there are no heroes or you can't make a difference. Think of some of these people. Or if you need something more down, you know, more plausible that you can believe in. I'm often asked privately, you know, do, you know, what are my thoughts on Glenn Beck and, you know, is it, is it good to be connected with him and, you know, what's it like? Glenn's a truly wonderful person, but his audience are ten times better. His audience saved 4,000 Christians and counting from the Middle East. Through dedicating their time, their efforts, and their money. There have been donations, I'm guessing, as small as $5 and going all the way up into ever how much you can think. I don't have any inside information. But do you think to those 4,000 families who are now saved and, and out of the hell of the Middle East and ISIS? That all those people who came together and gave $5 and $10 and $20 as an individual. Do you think they would say that they don't count? Or do you think if they got a chance to meet them, they would be eternally grateful? I don't know what your mission is in life. But if you put your hand down below your wrist and you feel a beating, that means you're still alive. That means you have purpose. You can make a difference. You can make a difference. And don't let anyone ever tell you you can't. Martin Treptow made a difference. Thomas Paine made a difference. Ronald Reagan made a difference. The audience of Glenn Beck and the Blaze made a difference. These are the stories of history. The stories we must share to our kids and our grandkids. And we must inspire a generation to rise up. To fight for freedom. To fight for what is morally right. Because we are at a crossroads. We are at a crossroads. I've been saying this for a long time. and I be- The more and more I see the world, the more and more I believe it. 
we will either go down as the generation that saved freedom and helped usher in an era where freedom has advanced not only in America but in Ireland, in Europe, in China and all around the world. Usher in an era that has never been seen before and it's quite honestly that some said was impossible to do. Or we will be the generation that sacrifices freedom. And that we will live in a utopia, in a gulag, under totalitarianism, where tyranny grows and grows and grows. I know which generation I choose. I know which direction I choose. And from engaging with you, I know what direction you choose. But never let anyone tell you you can't do something. Never accept it. I really hope today has given you some food for thought. It's a different type of show. And if you like it, get in touch. Share it with your friends, with your family. If you like it and you want me to share more stories, I'll do it at different times. There's going to be a lot of occasions where I'm going to share stories going forward. But today's show, I just wanted to really share some stories with you of people who have influenced me and who have made a difference. I hope you've enjoyed it. As always... I salute the police, the firefighters, the emergency personnel and your vets. These are men and women of all ages, of all backgrounds, of all genders, of all races, of all education. Who come together to put something on the line so that others don't have to. And lastly, I salute you, the great American people. I am a firm believer today, as I've always been, in what's Totful said. America is great because Americans are good. That is still true today. You are the generation. You are raised and born and live at this time for a reason. Find your purpose. Be the change. And let's unite together for a better tomorrow. Until next week, America. God bless.